The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 278. I hope that you're doing very well today. If you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me. To get that, you can head over to my website, robertjamescoaching.com. There you can book that session directly, or if you prefer, uh, you can leave me a a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about some of the benefits, but also some of the tricky bits of spirituality when it comes to OCD and uh, and anxiety. Um, this is a really important area because spirituality uh, can be quite helpful when it comes to uh, mental health struggles. But I think with OCD, there can also be some some kind of drawbacks that I just want to point out as well. Uh, So in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing that. If you find the podcast helpful, it would be great if you could follow and like on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at robertjamescoachinguk. Also, if you would like to support the podcast in some small way, um, you know, even if it's just a couple couple of euros or a couple of dollars a month, it would make a big difference uh, in terms of of me being able to to run this podcast and, and pay for it in the long term. Um, so if you would like to consider that, you can, um, you can check out the link, uh, my Patreon link in the show notes, and uh, you can support us there. So I very much hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, do please let me know. And off we go. I've recently been reading a fantastic book uh, called The Awakened Brain by Lisa Miller, um, The Psychology of Spirituality. Um, and actually, I think it's a, it's a really good book because it points out something that isn't really spoken about uh, all that much um, in, in the actual psychology field. Uh, it tends, you know, the psychology field, for, for good reason, tends to be very much focused on you know, facts and, um, you know, uh, the kind of science of psychology, if you will, being able to prove things, um, you know, and, 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 and that's good. Having, having that foundation of psychology that is underpinned by a lot of thinking, a lot of peer review uh, is very, very important. And for a long time, um, compared to that, spirituality has been this kind of woo-woo thing, um, that you know, people who are interested in it might might bring to the table when it comes to their their struggles with with mental health issues, and actually, you know, feel like it's it's very very helpful for them. Um, obviously, you know, they're not able to to kind of uh, you know to prove its bene- its benefits uh, like you would do with uh, certain uh, psychological um, approaches to to dealing with things. Uh, like exposure therapy, for example, or or like um, acceptance commitment therapy, 
um, you know, with with when it comes to religion or spirituality, um, you know, it's it's uh, potentially quite difficult to to really show what the benefit is um, and, and how that's actually being of benefit to people. Um, but that's beginning to change. And, and this book actually um, is, is a big part of the reason for that. Lisa, Lisa Miller has spent years um, looking into the connection between psychology and spirituality. And what she's began to, um, to, to find uh, through her work and, and actually through the brain scans that she's been doing is that um, people who, who do have a strong spiritual or religious practice of, of some sort, um, and it does, does, definitely does not have to be just religious, it can be spiritual in a more general sense, and that, that could even be as loose as you know spending more time in nature, uh, connecting more with people, you know, that that create meaning for you, that that you know that that you love, for example. Um, it could be all sorts of different things that that creates that sense of of spiritual meaning for you. But what she found is that people who do have this, um, that are able to find that deeper sense of meaning in life, um, it's almost like they have an, an insurance policy. Uh, against some of the the harsher, more difficult uh, mental health struggles. It's not that they don't experience these struggles. They often do still. But often they're able to take those experiences and learn from them and make something out of them um, and be a bit more protected from them in the future. And I think there's definitely something that, that can be learned here in terms of you know, helping us with OCD and anxiety. I certainly know myself, um, you know, without even realizing it really in my 20s when I started to, you know, begin this journey of, of getting over the OCD, there was a big part of acceptance there. And of course, acceptance really is a bit of a spiritual thing. You know, we're kind of saying to uh, to God or to the universe or to source or however you want to make uh, sense of things that that you know we don't have control over everything we don't pull all the strings we don't have uh, all of the power and we kind of say okay I can just obsess about this thing more I can ruminate about this thing you know until I'm blue in the face or what I could do is actually take a bit of a leap of faith and say I'm going to give up control of this thing and I'm going to trust that things are going to turn out okay that perhaps actually I'm not a bad person that perhaps actually um, you know I have made some mistakes but actually I'm okay Um, you know perhaps I'm you know I'm not going to uh, uh, contaminate anybody in the future perhaps I don't need to wash my hands another time Um, you know perhaps you know, the list goes on and on and on. We we could talk about all the different things that uh, that people struggle with OCD. So often, what we have to do is take this leap of faith, and uh, you know, and and live a little bit with the ambiguity and the uncertainty. And often, when we do, actually, we wind up getting more certainty in the future because we stop demanding it from ourselves. We actually end up getting it, and this leap of faith. Um, which incidentally, as I was saying earlier, 
I feel like it's something that I fell into without even realizing that, you know, it was a bit more of a spiritual approach. Spirituality when I was younger was something I just thought was ridiculous. I kind of laughed at it, uh, wasn't really interested in it at all. Um, it was only really through acceptance training and, you know, learning about uh, meditation that I began to change my opinion on that. And, you know, interestingly, as I did so, things began to change. And, you know, this is why, uh, you know, even if you're kind of secular, you know, meditation can be uh, a way of of gaining some kind of spiritual understanding. When we are able to to bring a bit of calmness, a bit of stillness into our lives, to focus our attention on something um, other than the the nagging thoughts and the busyness of the mind, the monkey mind, as the Buddhists often call it, um, you know, we're able to actually find this deeper level of calm within us, this this kind of watcher within us that uh, is paying attention all the time, that is always kind of when we tune into it, is actually always calm, is always just observing. It's kind of often known as the observing self, um, when you're able to tune into that and it doesn't matter what's going on externally to you, um, if you're able to, to tune into the, this observing self, uh, you can find calmness, you can find peace, you can find tranquility in just about any moment. And that's a, that's a really amazing thing. It's, it's quite a spiritual thing, really, because... You know, so often we just get caught up in all of this stuff and, you know, all of this busyness, all of this anxiety, all of this stress, all of these obsessions that take our mind off into all of these different directions. Um, and actually, you know, we have this this thing inside us that no matter what is going on, we can always tune into it. And when we do, we're able to find a bit more peace and a bit more tranquility. You know, and that's a very positive and, and healthy thing. So I wanted to uh, to kind of read out something, actually, that um, that Lisa Miller has, uh, has written here in this book. And initially here, she's talking about these MRI scans uh, that she did, uh, comparing people with high spirituality and people with low spirituality. Uh, she says, we take an MRI scan to people at high and low genetic risk for depression to see if there were any patterns among the brain structures of depressed and non-depressed uh, participants that could allow us to develop more targeted and effective treatments. She then goes on to say uh, a few paragraphs later that the low spiritual brain was flecked uh, intermittently with tiny red patches, but the brain on the right, the brain showing the neural structure of people with stable uh, and high spirituality, had huge uh, swaths of red, at least five times the size of the small flecks in the other scan. The finding was so clear and stunning, it stopped my breath. The high spiritual brain was healthier and more robust than the low spiritual brain, and the high spiritual brain was thicker and stronger in exactly the same regions that weaken and wither in depressed brains. Now, this to me is uh, absolutely fascinating. Now, obviously, she's talking about depression and not OCD here. Um, however, you know, she, you know, she's talking overall about mental health. And, um, 
you know, it's amazing that actually spirituality has has this impact uh, on depression. Um, now, it's important to, to point out here that I'm not saying, um, you know, that spirituality is is going to solve all of your problems and that all you need to do is do spirituality and then you're not going to have OCD or you're not going to have depression. Obviously, I'm not saying that at all, but it is interesting that these scans were pointing to this, you know, these incredible, well, they were showing these incredible things that people were much healthier. They had much healthier brains, um, you know, when they practice spirituality. And, And that is something that is incredibly encouraging because obviously becoming more spiritual or, you know, developing that side of you that's spiritual is something that anybody can do. Uh, and as I was talking about earlier, it can be, you know, as small as perhaps just spending a bit more time in nature and trying to get that sense of awe and wonder about things. Um, or it can be all sorts of other things too, uh, depending on, on what you're interested in. But if if uh, if bringing more spirituality into your life can help you to, to deal with, you know, uh, mental health challenges more more effectively then certainly that's something that that is worth, you know, pointing out. She then goes on to start talking about something called the awakened brain, which is basically just saying um, the people who uh, who have spirituality, they have uh, an awakened brain effectively. And uh, so she goes on to explain what she means by this and what are some of the, the benefits of having this awakened brain. Uh, She says, I've discovered that the awakened brain is both inherent to our physiology and invaluable to our health and functioning. The awakened brain includes a set of innate perceptual capacities that exist in every person through which we experience love and connection, unity and a sense of guidance from and dialogue with life. And when we engage these perceptual capacities, when we make full use of how we're built, our brains become structurally healthier and better connected. And we access uh, unsurpassed psychological benefits, less depression, anxiety and substance abuse and more positive psychological traits such as grit, resilience, optimism, tenacity and creativity. Now, if this is true, then it's a pretty amazing package, uh, package of things that you can get from from bringing a bit more spirituality into your life. Perhaps you want to uh, to learn about, uh, as I talk about all the time, the Wim Hof Method. That's certainly uh, a very spiritual uh, activity. Perhaps you want to get more into meditation. Perhaps you want to spend more time in nature. Uh, perhaps you want to go to church, whatever your thing is. But if it's you know, if there are things in your life that perhaps, you know, do interest you uh, from a spiritual standpoint, and maybe you've not been doing them as much as you would like to, perhaps just by trying to bring a bit more of that into your life, that could support you a little bit with your OCD. Um, So I wanted also then to, as well as pointing out some of the positives uh, of spirituality, to to point out some of the potential pitfalls when it comes to OCD. Um, now, one of the uh, one of the big problems with OCD is is thought action fusion, and this is where uh, when we get a thought in our head, uh, we believe that that it's kind of uh, as true as it happening in reality in some way, and so 
you know, we kind of fuse with that thought and we begin to get very anxious about it. You know, if this is related to harm OCD in some way or, you know, contamination or whatever it is, you know, we can make ourselves believe uh, with OCD that, that these thoughts are in some way real. And I think some forms of spirituality can actually make people with OCD confused about that kind of thing. Uh, even more and obviously that's not helpful for OCD and also isn't really you know the the purpose and the point of spirituality spirituality should be something that supports you and so if you're finding that you know you you have gone down the spiritual route and you know you've come across something like that then if that spiritual thing that you're practicing is actually causing you to ruminate more um, you know, if if you are finding yourself ruminating and getting lost in your thoughts because of it, then actually that's not good. That's not helpful. Um, you know, and that thing that you're using, well, you're not using it correctly um, because really um, it should be supporting you. And if it's supporting you, then it's going to be something that's going to help you to be more in the present, to be more accepting. Uh, to be more calm and more aware of things. If it's causing you to get lost in your head, to be very anxious, to to kind of get stuck in your, your thoughts, then actually, you know, that's just becoming another obsession. That's just becoming, you know, another thing that you can get stuck in the OCD loop in. So if that starts to, to happen to you on on something that you've, you know, you're trying to use to help you, then you know you need to identify that as as becoming part of the problem and 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 most probably try to let go of that or start to see it from a different perspective uh i'll I'll restate that if something is getting you stuck in your head the most important thing you can do is is to let go of that and come back into the present moment another thing that spirituality tends to to focus on is is uh synchronicities um, you know, which which for some people can be a helpful way to navigate their lives when they see things through that lens. It can be like, wow, you know, life is telling me this because I had this amazing synchronicity that happened and, and therefore I'm going to make this decision or do this thing. Um, you know, and if that works for you, then then great. However, again, some people with OCD can can get too obsessed with with this kind of stuff. And they start looking for synchronicities everywhere. And any slight sign of a synchronicity can, can easily be, be something that feeds into another obsession. And of course, m- most of the time, these synchronicities tend to be focused on quite negative things related to those obsessions. Almost like you've developed this kind of negativity bias when it comes to, to obsessions and you know, it's quite likely that you are going to notice things uh, in your environment that remind you of those fears. And if you're uh, not coming at it from a healthy place in terms of how you view synchronicities, you can easily go down an avenue of, of believing all these things are like signs and, you know, bad omens and, you know, or things that were your fault, for example, and, you know, wind yourself up and, and feel very bad and guilty about stuff. Um, you know, and this is not not very helpful uh, at all when it comes to OCD. So those are just a couple of things that, you know, that it's a good idea to be wary of. Um, certainly, uh, I, I have myself uh, got stuck in, in, in some of those things. 
and um, you know has not necessarily been uh, all that helpful but when you're able to view I think spirituality from a healthy place and you know to to recognize you know if you are getting stuck or bogged down with something that actually that's that's got nothing to do with spirituality that's to do with obsessing and compulsing and uh, then that can help you to let go of that and actually come back to the present and you know and, and hopefully experience that 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 more spiritual uh side uh to you in a more in a more positive way anyway guys that is it i really hope that you found uh that one helpful a little bit different today uh as always if you have any questions do please let me know and uh many thanks just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session and now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.